For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep, with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel L. Khan, and Dennis Dick with you this morning. We are taking lessons uh, in trading earnings this morning, specifically Walmart uh, and Home Depot. We also had Kohl's, but we've, we're definitely going to start with Walmart here this morning. If you're watching that uh, this morning, if you're trading it this morning, some valuable lessons to take away from the post-earnings trading action in Walmart. So we've got that. We've got Oracle on our radar. They're in the TikTok fray now. We've got a couple offerings on our radar as well. And our guest is going to be a fun show today. Kenny Glick would join us at 8.35. He runs hitthebid.com. So uh, Dennis is fired up. Joel is fired up. We've got Kenny coming on later in the show. Uh, it's going to be a big one. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We appreciate that. And I'll throw it to Joel now, who will share his charts and tell us what is happening overnight in the S&P 500 futures. Joel. We're not even going to talk about the S&P 500 futures today. We're not going to talk about okay, gold. Okay. We're Excellent. Not going to talk about Excellent. crude. I like this show. Yeah. I already like this it. show. I'll come in early if you're not going to talk. To yeah, forget futures. about it. No one cares Who about Who cares that? about futures moving around 0.15%? We care about Tesla moving up 5%. We care about, you know, all these retail earnings is ripping higher and not so much now, but we care about the movers. We don't care about the S&P futures up 0.15%. I like this show now. <laughs> right. Well, Dennis Dennis has his number one golden rule for trading I made Walmart. a new rule for page eight of our trading book. Okay. I made a new rule. And okay. the rule is forever and ever and ever, no matter what, you never pay up nine points for Walmart. For any reason whatsoever, I don't care if Warren Buffett takes over the company. You don't pay up nine points for Walmart. Walmart, not that I did it, but I wish I would have shorted it. I moved on and I wasn't paying attention. Joel was paying attention and he was tweeting like crazy on it. This thing on the earnings traded over 144 this morning. What the hell are people doing? This is Walmart, people. This isn't Tesla. This is Walmart. It's not going up 7% on that report. Anyways, an hour later, good call, Mr. Alcon, and he was tweeting sell, 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 basically. And I don't know if you did sell, but um, I, I should have been listening to your tweets because it was a good call. Stock is now just kissed red. It is back to the green slightly, but giving it all back, not surprisingly, because it's Walmart. I mean, yes, the earnings were good, but everybody knew they were going to be good, and it ran up 3 bucks into the report. And then they buy it up another nine? My, my, I don't know. Anyways, it, whoever bought it up nine this morning isn't listening to pre-market prep. Up nine points for Walmart. So write this down. Never pay up nine points for Walmart. 
no matter what the hell the reason is. It's too much. Walmart doesn't go up nine points. Very, very seldom. All right, Mr. Israel, give us give yeah, us that report. You want the numbers? All right, Q2 adjusted earnings per share, a buck fifty-six for Walmart versus a buck twenty-five estimate. Sales a hundred and thirty-seven point seven billion versus a hundred and thirty-five point three billion dollars. So they beat on the EPS, they beat on the sales. E-commerce sales in the US grew ninety-seven percent year over year. Overall, US comps grew nine percent year over year. Uh, good numbers, like Dennis said. We everyone knew there yeah. would be good numbers. This was not going to be a secret. I was in shock when I watched it go through 140, and then it went 141, 142, 143, and I was like, I don't know anything. I was like, I cannot believe they're paying up seven, eight points for this, and they ended up paying up over nine points. Now, obviously, they pulled the rug out from under it. Now, a little bit of sense comes in and says, Hey, you know, maybe Walmart's firing all cylinders because people were stocking up for one thing. We knew it was going to be a good quarter. Costco, same thing, killing it. Home Depot, same thing, killing it. And, you know, Home Depot, they paid way up for it too. Same story happening there. Uh, I'd be very concerned, you know, is Home Depot up $2.76 here right now um, that they don't do pull Walmart here. Now, again, Walmart's back, you know, it, it, you know, should it be green? It was a good quarter. So I'm not arguing it should go down 10 bucks here today. I'm just arguing if you're paying up nine points for Walmart, you better have, you know, just a very, <laughs> it better be something. I mean, I guess on that Amazon Prime competition thing, I guess it went up almost nine points that day, which I felt was ridiculous too. But this is a very big stock. Takes a lot of money, you know, during the regular session to push Walmart up that much. So a little pre-market volume, pushing it up nine when it's lighter and it's trading around 7 a.m doesn't make much sense well another thing I, I was watching it go through the levels 41 42 43 and then and then on cnbc they're like oh could, could you bring up the walmart chart it looks oh wow this is it could be up 10 bucks today and i'm like oh man. as soon as they said that i was, I was like who said oh, that man who said and that it, it hit Curtin six- said that I don't know. I can't remember who said it, but they were like, they were like, oh my God, they didn't know what to do. They need to get the pre-market chart up there. And, uh, and then, so when it hit 144.69, I'm thinking, well, you know, 145, that's kind of a nice round number, you know, maybe that'll be it. And then when it was like a buck and a half off it, like right away, then, then you kind of got the instinct like, okay, someone got a little bit too excited there. And then I started thinking about the paper in the book, right, between the close and, you know, 145. And there'd probably be 800 oh, zillion yeah. thousand shares, right, oh, to yeah. sell for never being up that. So then I didn't think it was going to close over 140 or open, like over, open over 140. 140. And now, it, it may not, I don't know what's going to be the regular session. It's, it's green right now. I would just keep it unchanged. If it stays unchanged, yeah, it could work its way up, but there's no way. I mean, it may never see 144.69 again. <laughs> Joseph, forever and ever. The and ever trade. That's the all-time high forever and ever and ever. Well, we don't know. We'll never say never, but I will say you have a lot of people caught here this morning. People are like, oh, that's a good earnings report. I got to go buy it. People who don't listen to the show because we talk about running up into earnings. We talk about, hey, you know, and you know what? I hope some people maybe took it long into the report and maybe dumped it this morning. I hope so. That would have been really good play. I didn't have the guts to take it long because I was scared that had run up too far. And then it was up two points even ahead of the report last night. I thought about shortening it, but I was like, you know, they are going to blow it away. Could it see 140 if they blow it away? It could. I didn't think it was going to see 144. It's way overdone. But Home Depot, same story. 
I mean, Home Depot, really same story. Yeah, Firing on all cylinders. Yep. The stocks run up into the report significantly, running up 10 bucks yesterday. Holy and then it blow, you know, and it tries to go up this morning. Um, how high did we get on HD? We got D up there. I want to see HD. Yeah, I know. HD. Uh, Almost 300. Yep. 300 oh. will just have everybody lined up there. So unless you have this mass turn back into big box retail here, um, I think that the trade is to sell this too on the on the report because I'm scared of what Walmart did. So if Walmart turns and they start to bring it back up, maybe it's interesting. I don't know. It's only up 230 now. So it's giving back $8 of the gain. So if you're shorting it here now, it's like, okay, yeah, well, now that. you've already given up eight points. But when it was up 10 this morning after being up 10 yesterday, a lot of good news baked in. What, were the, what was the numbers, Spencer? The uh, numbers for Home Depot were a surprise, surprise. They were great. Uh, Q2 EPS, $4.02 versus a $3.71 estimate. Sales, 38.1 versus $34.5 billion. So very big beats for the EPS. And sales comps also beat as well. Uh, this is uh, U.S. Uh, comps or same store sales rose 23% year over year. Uh, versus 10% estimate. So there you go, Home Depot. I think the, bit of the the money was made this morning, the people who were selling on the 10-point pop after the 10-point pop yesterday. This is Home Depot again. This isn't Tesla. This isn't your hot little tech stock. This is Home Depot. It's been a good run. It's been an impressive run. It was going to be a great quarter. All that priced in. I think the easy money's been made on the long side in both these stocks. I don't know if you're ringing the register when they're flat, but I don't think it's getting back to 298. No, it's a ways away. And it's kind of interesting here. Look at my upper left chart here. Someone is defending the stock here. I mean, in a big time way in the pre-market. I mean, they want to own this thing at 290.50. They were 290.54. They were at 290.76. For three 15-minute brackets after an eight-point drop to stay in bid there like that, they want to own it. You know, maybe they shorted eight, 10,000 shares up here and they're just, that's their target. Uh, but you got to, got to hold there. I mean, that's a good look at a 15 minute chart. I don't like to go too short a time frame on you guys, but uh, 290.54, that's the trap door in this. Underneath that, then you look at the close, the close of, uh, of 288 something was the old time closing high 288.24 so keep levels on that it's just a different looking chart here than the walmart right like no one no one got no one got brave here uh the way down maybe they are now maybe we'll find some stability that's a bad print when it went back up to 143 like that I don't yeah know. that's not there that's so not, you can say there. oh you got a second so, chance but do you have these off exchange trades that are happening yeah. the report late to the tape and that's what you're seeing with these spikes up in the Home Depot, Walmart. I was looking at it. There's a whole bunch of late reports oh, yeah, that came in it's... right around 8 o'clock. You typically see a lot of late reports come around 8 o'clock. So when you see these crazy spikes, sometimes in the pre-markets right at 8 o'clock, those are just late reports coming in. So, And, you know, this, the systems, uh, the, the trading systems pick up those and they think they're active trades, but they're not the they're trades not. that happened earlier. And they're just getting reported late to the tape. So it's different. When you see FINRA, when it's trading on FINRA, those aren't always immediate. A lot of them are. You know, if it's off exchange market makers, they report those immediately to the tape. But, you know, this is crosses, different things. They aren't all the time immediately hitting the tape. And that's why when you see FINRA, sometimes it's outside the market. It's a trade that occurred earlier. So that's the Walmart story. That's the Home Depot story. We do have Target and Lowe's, both trading miraculously higher 
what I thought was incredible was Lowe's. At one point in time, Home Depot was up 3%. Lowe's was up 3.5%. So I'm like, they like the sympathy trade more than the company that actually beat. And same thing with Target. And Target right now is up more than Walmart. So Walmart's the one that blows it away, yet Target is up more than that. So that's interesting in itself. I mean, the hedge I always used was usually you see a Target uh, will move about half as much of a Walmart on the earnings. In this case, it's moving more. So that's interesting too. Again, Target's been on an incredible run too. I bought Target, sold it obviously way too soon. I bought it when it dipped back in April. I almost got the exact bottom at $100.50. I sold at 120 when it ran for a month, and I was like, 20% in Target in a month is a good trade. It consolidated for two months, and now it's run another 20%. So obviously, wish I would have held. Maybe buy and hold. Maybe that Warren Buffett knows something. But I mean, it's run now. If you're coming in Target, you're coming in Walmart, you're coming in Home Depot, stocks have all priced in a lot of good information. So I don't know if there's that much easy money left in these stocks on the long side. Obviously, when's Target report? Tomorrow morning. Target will move, though. Target moves more than Walmart. It's not absurd to think that Target can move six, seven bucks. So I'm not going to write the rule book, you know, if Target's up seven, you always sell it. Uh, Walmart, I will write that rule. Walmart up seven or eight, it's usually a sell. So um, Target, it, it can move. Um, obviously, you know, it's going to depend on what Walmart, but now Walmart's at the bar a little bit higher for them, too. It'll be interesting to see what Target says. Okay, what of the seven stocks do you want me to cover that you just talked about there? Well, well there was start, two, Target and Lowe's. Target, I'd wear Target Walmart oh, you went in a couple others. But Follow Spencer, me along. Follow you take, along. <laughs> you, take, you, take, you take the wheel, Spencer. All right, well, let's go with Target here. And you want to give us some, some levels on that for tomorrow morning? Okay, boom, boom. Ah, I mean, I would just go with that high. You hit 142.75. Uh, pre-market trading. So I'll just keep an eye on that. I mean, it had a nice run yesterday after report. I think you'll see a little bit more consolidation in this. Even yesterday's high of 141.60, if you feel like you have to sell the old-time high, that's a couple intermediate 140's going to maybe have some size. Yeah. I don't have the book open. If JV specs there, maybe he can take a look. Um, I should open my book and just take a look at what's what 140. What we mean, Joel was t- tweeting out, when we say paper, we mean size. It means is institutional orders potentially at those numbers where they can turn. And the reason the whole numbers are the, are the case because that's where you got open interest on the, on the monthly strikes. So a lot of times you'll see stocks turn at these big whole numbers because anybody's got the 140 calls, that's where they're going to be making the money. So now again, Target hasn't reported yet. So, you know, so it's a little bit different story because there's going to be an earnings report that's going to drive it either way. But I don't know, it hasn't been up here. I don't think it's ever been up here at 140. So I would assume there's some size at 140. I'm going to luck while you do your technical okay. on Lowe's. I did it. I did technicals Lowe's. on Target. Lowe's. And what about Lowe's? I'm ahead of you. This is also for tomorrow morning. Lowe's, well, yeah, uh, they've Lowe's. already reported. They've already got no. the pop. Lowe's, Lowe's likes to Lowe's do cra- crazy things. I'll tell you right now. Uh, this one, up eight, down eight, whatever. I would just mark that pre-market high, 164.49. You've already leaked four bucks off that. Three and a half bucks. I think you're going to have to pick a target ahead of that if you want to exit before the report. Of course, anything can happen on the report. When we were talking about Walmart yesterday, I was like, ah, I don't know. You know, they're going to have good numbers. Why do you want to sell into good numbers? And I thought that the big, they get the good numbers, and then the big boys would feast in the uh, in the pre market. That's what happened with Lowe's. I just 
it, it just has its own mind. And full disclosure, I own lows from really low. I, I think I own this. I think I've had you got all the good ones. What stocks are in your long term <laughs> portfolio? Oh, Name man. off not not all the good ones. I'm holding. You always no, ask you me this. Tesla. You always you ask me this. I don't look at them every day, Dennis. That's why I don't sell them. I don't you sold WDC at the top. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That you're, is, you're I don't all look over at it. it. You this look guy, at it, you get all nervous, I, and you sell just, it. I just don't look at it. I'm just saying I'm not going to sell I'm good it. at the short-term trading. You rock the long-term trading. Oh, what do you got in your look. portfolio? You got Tesla. You got Peloton. You just told me you bought Lowe's. Where did you buy Lowe's? I'm not going to tell you. No, you got to tell. You're it was like three, four years ago. <laughs> what price? Three, four I years ago. You're just killing it. I don't. I know. Dennis, most of us don't remember the prices that we buy things at like you. I know. Um, I'm a numbers guy. The one that's been a little bit disappointing for me is uh, Dexcom. Dex, Dex, you have Dexcom? Yeah. Where'd you buy that one? Oh, I don't know. A hundred bucks. Fifty bucks. (laughs) Three, four years ago. Holy, is this all Lisa picks? Is it really Lisa? Is she the brains behind the operation? Yes. Holy mackerel, Lisa, get Lisa back on the show. And not to talk COVID. We're going to get Lisa to talk stocks because she has some miraculous picks here. She, this girl is good at this game. She's good at long-term investing. I suck at long-term investing. I don't know. I, I sell too soon. I pick the wrong companies. I do fundamentals. You can't do fundamentals. You can't analyze things from a valuation perspective. So what I want to get Lisa back on the show and tell why she bought Dexcom why she bought Lowe's, why she bought Tesla, because these were all unbelievable picks. And she There's one of them that she bought, uh, and I got to get them back on the show. Do you have any bad ones to sell brands? Oh, you know what she, what she bought when, uh, when I um, – this was a while ago. When Bill uh, – is it still around? IRBT, how's that doing? Ah, that's not doing so good. But uh, when Bill Santiago was on last – she was like – she picked that one up for a little bit. I think she got that around 50 or 50. Which stock was that? I robot. Oh my goodness. She's she bought it when I sold it. <laughs> I, I sold it at the bottom basically. Lisa picks it up and she's like, Denny's selling, I'm buying. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I sold my iRobot really crappy. I sold it before that earnings report, like fifty eight bucks and went to eighty. I was like, Man, I suck at this. Joel I'm, uh, I'm pretty good at trading, yes. but I cannot do the long term <laughs> investing very um, well. Michael Pliny says to ask Lisa about uh T T O O. She, I guess we want. We, we are bringing Lisa. We're going to have Lisa's corner. She's the new. It's Lisa coming in now. We're bringing Lisa in. She's coming on for stocks. She would say, she would say, I don't buy penny stocks. Is what she would say. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. She buys $50 stocks to turn into $500 stocks. That's right. what Lisa Let's move on. Buys. Let's move on. Come on. Okay. Oh, she's, she's good. This is a good segment. Does she own overstock too? Does she own overstock? If Lisa owns overstock, that's going to be, does she own overstock? No. Oh, I was going to say, if she owns Overstock, she's an absolute genius. She might no. be the smartest girl on the whole street. <laughs> Overstock, unbelievable move yesterday, too. New highs. Um, you can just feel it happening. I know people were saying on the show, I talked about it yesterday. I was like, man, this I don't want to be short this stock. And it blasted off yesterday to new highs. Um, I don't even know what to say. I mean, we're, we're a little bit. Like, it's 1999 for some stocks. Let's be dead honest. I know people don't want the history lesson here, but I want to tell a story. This is, you know, how it was in 1999. I'm going to tell you about my Tesla trade, too. Um, so 1999, 
I'm starting in the bright office, just learning, you know, kind of, you know, how to go about, you know, I'm coming from retail, I traded retail 97, 98, joined bright trading as prop in 1999, just after university. I'm trying to find my way. And, you know, I'm trying this and trying that. I'm watching this Todd guy, you know, beside me. And this is 1999. And what he did, he would buy Amazon in the morning and he would sell it in the afternoon and he'd make $5,000. And he next day, buy Amazon in the morning, he'd sell it in the afternoon and he'd make $5,000. And I was like, this guy is just awesome. I'm like, this is just, how does he do this? Every single day, just rocking it out, making five G's in Amazon. Um, and that went on for a long time. And I don't know where Todd is now, uh, but you know, I watched and I was like, I'm just like, wow, you know, these Momo plays, this is the way to do it. So anyways, obviously after 2000, 2001, it did become, not, not become that easy after the tech bubble crash, but that's how it was back then. It's kind of that way in certain stocks right now, like Tesla. So here's my trade from last night using the Todd from Bright strategy. I'm looking at it. I'm like, it's, it's trading at 7.59, a minute before the 8 o'clock close last night. It's trading 18.35. And I'm like, I look at it. I was like, it's probably going up 100 points tomorrow because that's just what it does. So I bought, the, I, I bought it at 7.59. I bought Tesla at 18.35. I think actually it was trading down. I think I actually might even bought it in the red like at 18.34. And I went to, I, I shut down, went to bed, wake up about five in the morning to go pee. And I look at Tesla and it's trading 1890. I was like, Ooh, I guess it's pretty good. Went back to sleep, wake up at, at 930 or, or, or not 930. It's not 930. I wake up at 630, get to my desk. Tesla's up a hundred points. And I was like, sell. <laughs> so I literally made a hundred points on Tesla while I was sleeping. And Thought mindless, mindless trading, just, you know, probably going up a hundred because that's what it does. It goes up a bloody hundred points every day. I mean, when it's this easy, that makes me a little bit concerned, but I'm, I mean, I'm doing it now. I try to do arbitrage. I'm doing these crazy strategies, you know, looking index arb using algorithms and the easiest strategy up there is to buy Tesla at the close and sell it at the open the next day and bank a hundred points. I mean, I don't know how long that goes on for. And this story might, I don't know where Todd is today. I don't know how this story ended for him. But I mean, this was, you know, the way it was in 1999, and it's kind of the way it is today. NVIDIA can go into that same book. I mean, NVIDIA's now it's kissed up to 500. We so talked hard about to it pick a, a target in it, you know? I mean, so Aaron Williams, who dropped uh, a 10 spot on us, is asking for uh, sell before earnings and hold. They ran, I'm like, you, you got yourself into this, Aaron. I mean, what the heck? I mean, I, what do you have a target? I mean, that's I said I 500. That was my target. Yeah. So I think he does. If you're listening, we were, I was 440. I was like, I think NVIDIA is going to 500. That was four days ago. I didn't think it was going to get there in four days. It got there in four days. Um, I mean, I picked the wrong one because I do the call spread AMD. I should have did it in <laughs> NVIDIA. So my AMD hasn't gone hardly anywhere. So I don't know what, what the separation all of a sudden, maybe because I picked AMD. But I mean, unbelievable that, you know, you can see NVIDIA, like it went up 20, somebody, so yesterday, you know, and obviously we're going lots of tangents, but it's kind of fun. Yesterday you had who gave it the $500 price target. They raised the price target from 450 to 500, Spencer. Go uh, check the pro. Nice yeah. thing about pro, you can check all this it was, stuff. Uh, it was Piper Sandler. Piper Sandler raised the price no, target from like four. No, no, it was Wells Fargo. Sorry. Wells Fargo from like 450 to 500. The, the thing does it in a day. I mean, this is, he's raising his price target. These are usually 12 month price targets, not 12 hour price targets. So, and then big people that see this, oh, it's going one. to 500. Wells Fargo said, so we're going to buy it up to 500 right now. And I thought you know, forget one. about 12 months. We're going to buy 500 right now. 
It's it's five hundred bucks. It was four. I got it. I, I, can I just give another um Nuts. another bright story? Yeah, give the. There the was another guy in the office. I'm not going to name his name, and he would come in every day, and he would short AOL, and he would lose five thousand dollars. <laughs> And he would he come was in the next day and, lose and he was short AOL. And he would lose five thousand dollars. What was his first name? Maybe he can't. I don't, want, I, I, I don't want to give names here. And okay, then he'd, I know, he'd I come in the second day. And he'd reload his account. He'd reload his account. He'd come in. He would short AOL. And he'd lose another five thousand dollars. <laughs> and you know what? He ended up being right. He ended being upright, but but it kept did. going up and up and up and up. And you know what? On. You could be doing that in Tesla, and you might end up being right. And maybe Tesla eventually implodes. I don't know if it's going to or not. But right now, the trend is absolutely not your friend. I mean, I've said you know Tesla's crazy. So what am I doing going along? Because the trend is your friend, and the thing goes up two hundred yesterday, and you got people just oh, did you see the move in Tesla? The two day move, you know that I talk about. That's a little bit of why I was buying Tesla yesterday too at the close. I'm like, it's probably going to get jacked again because people are going to go home, they're going to see, or they're going to you know be paying attention. They're going to come in, they're going to want to buy it because it went up 150 points yesterday, and that's what they do. They chase, 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 chase. So I chased it to a certain extent too. I've already sold it, but I mean, this is the way this market is right now. Eventually, it turns. Eventually, there's some you know wicked sell off in some of these stocks, but then maybe that sell off just gets bought. We don't know where we are. We don't know if we are in 1999 or 2000 or 1996, because I wasn't in the markets in 1996, but I bet it was the same thing. Like my stocks just ripping, ripping, ripping. Cause I know when I was trading retail 97 to 98, you know, everybody thinks you're a genius. I'm like, I'm coming in here. I'm in university. I'm buying this stock and making 20% on it a day. It's like, I made a thousand bucks on this. I made a thousand bucks on that. I feel like a hero. And you know what? I didn't know what I was doing in 97 to 98, but the market was awesome. The market was going straight up. The NASDAQ went from like whatever it was, 1,500 to 5,000 over the course of a number of years. So if you were buying any tech stock, you were making money. You didn't have to know what you were doing because you were just making money. Eventually, though, it came and got you and bitch in the ass in 2001. We've talked about that. Obviously, NASDAQ falling 81%. A lot of tech stocks going off the board. So in certain stocks, we are definitely, you know, we don't know if we're 97. We don't know if we're 98, 99. But I would say don't fight the trend. I mean, there's no sense being short Tesla yesterday at the close because they're going to come and buy the next day. Eventually, that's not going to happen. I don't know when the party ends. It's a hot potato. Party will end, but it's been an unbelievable party. All right. We got uh, four minutes. And we're getting Kenny on, too. Kenny's trading the same way. Kenny gets on those momos, and, you know, Kenny's making some money doing it. He's short Walmart. He knows how to get out well, though, too. Like, he knows when to get out. So we're going to get Kenny on. Same strategies, you know, just riding the momentum. And you know what? It's working. It's been working for a long time. Uh, let's just wrap up with the earnings and just go to Kohl's quickly. And then we, and then we can preview TJX tomorrow. But Kohl's, same story. Uh, a bit of a lower bar to clear, but they did clear it. They lost $0.25 cents per share last quarter versus an $0.83 cent loss estimate. Sales 3.4 versus $3.09 billion. So beat and beat uh, on a low bar. Uh, for Kohl's and then maybe TJX trading in, in sympathy because they report tomorrow morning. They hate Kohl's. Yes. I used to own Kohl's. I hate Kohl's. As well. I love the store. I love the store, <laughs> but the stock is just hated. It's hated. And it's been a nice little rally, a 20% rally in a three, three weeks in this thing. But you know what? It's, a, it's just the stock that's not sexy. 
It's a stock that's brick and mortar. It's a stock that's not selling a lot of stuff online. I mean, they've went to the extreme that, you know, they're doing Amazon return. Is it an Amazon returns they do at Kohl's? Yeah. Yep. Just to try to get online shoppers into the store. So, I mean, that's a little bit desperation tactics here. I mean, Nordstrom, Kohl's, Dillard's. Yes, Dillard's had a nice run too, but these are not the kind of stocks that are going to rip higher. I mean, look at Dillard's. It had the good report. It was up five points two days ago on their earnings. Look where it is. Gave it all back. They don't want to own these stocks. They don't want to own anything with a P under 10. They don't want anything of value. I mean, Ford, even General Motors throw it in there. Yes, GM had a good day yesterday because they can maybe do a, they're talking spinoff on some EV stuff. You know, I don't know what, you know, the, if they're, they're going to do that or not and maybe extract some value, but Ford cannot catch a break. You know, you can pile these stocks all in the same area. And the reopening trade, the reopening trade, which was hot for about a week and a half, has just simmered right out. I mean, Boeing is back down. LUV, air, airlines, cruise lines are all coming right back down again. So, you know, one of two things is happening. You know, they just aren't sexy enough to keep the Momo going. Or maybe, you know, we're not going to be getting this reopening going as smoothly as possible. And that's why we're piling back in all the tech stocks that we know work in any environment. So, True. but the reopening trade, which was really hot a week ago, has cooled right off. You know why, you know why Kohl's, I don't like Kohl's? No, I don't. Because... I don't know. I think if it was last summer, maybe it was last summer, two summers ago, you know, I'm like, oh, I need some shorts. And Lisa's like, oh, Coles has great shorts and they're really economical. And I'm like, okay. So I go to Coles and I buy two pairs of shorts. All right. I've already, there's, I've already got rips in them. It's poor quality. Their stuff is cheap, but it's poor quality. Well, it depends on the brand. They have the different, they have the higher end. It's poor quality. My shorts should last me five to 10 years. I got cools. I got North faces. Joe, you exercise really hard in though. You're swimming and running and doing all these Peloton stuff. What do you expect? No, no, no. My shorts should last five years because I just wear workout shorts. No, that's why I don't like Coles. I just think they have poor quality stuff. But uh, anyways, Walmart is in the red now by a stick, folts. It's down a buck at 134.60. Katie, bar the door on this one. Holy you got people moly. caught in this. What a now turnaround here caught. in Walmart. They're like, how is this down on a day that they blow it away? You know why? Because earnings don't matter. I actually, so when I came in this morning, um, I, and, you know, I saw it up, I was, I was stunned. I was had uh, run. I was stunned to see it up, and then that didn't last long. The stock I, was one hundred and seventeen dollars a month ago. It got to one hundred and forty-four. You know how big a move that is for Walmart. This is Walmart again. You know we're going on the same thing, but if you're buying up at one forty-four, one forty-three, honestly, what do you sorry, want? You deserve to lose your money because yeah. it, you're just chasing the hell out of something that's already been chased. You can't do. You can't make money. So it's a hard lesson. The best lessons for you and for all the rookies is, you know, you don't learn anything making money. Nobody learns when they make money. They learn when they lose money. That's how I've learned. You know, that's how I learned to trade and be consistent. You know, with my day trading is by losing money, by doing things wrong, and then you start to analyze. And you know when the risk is high, and you stay away from those situations, and you put yourself in the low risk situations. People say, "Well, you put yourself in a Tesla yesterday. That's a high risk stock." But was it really? I'm riding momentum. I'm riding the hot story. So the odds were probably the Tesla was going to open higher this morning. I'm just playing the odds. And I'm not coming in here and betting, you know, all my wealth on Tesla. I'm taking a speculative bet that I think it's going to open up again tomorrow with a, you know, 
actually I, I did put a full size position on, but I mean, uh, uh, but still like, you know, normally I put like a half size or something like that. I just felt pretty good about it. So it, it's, it's all about risk, risk management more than anything, this game and analyzing those lower risk situations, but you learn by losing. And right now, everybody who's been in this market is winning, 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 winning. And they think they've got to figure it out. Oh, I make money. I'm really good at this. Are you really good at it? Or is it 1999 and you're just, you know, at a situation where you've been benefiting from the out market? I, I know I'm pretty good at it because I trade market neutral. I'm hedged. So I'm extracting alpha because I'm not flat out long the market. I am in my long-term portfolio, which I said I didn't even do that well. You know, I'll be honest. I don't think I'm a great investor. I think I'm a really good trader, though. So it's a different animal. Wow, we're going to carry on two minutes, Joel. What are your thoughts here? Walmart goes red. Home Depot is trying to go red on really good reports. What, are, you ask me trade? what I think now? I'm done. I'm done tweeting. Joel done already tweeting. thought. He thought sell, and he was right. I thought right. sell, and um, I mean now Walmart. I'd, I'd have to. I don't have time to drill in and do my daily numbers for it. And I could, I could give you some levels, but you'd have to pay for it. I, I can't tell you. Let's see here. If you want to look, if you want to look at it, the most important number in Walmart, it's 134. Because if you lose 134, 133.85 was the low from yesterday. That everybody that made money buying this thing all, all this time up, even the last couple of weeks, it's going to be losing money and people don't like to lose money. So we just hit. Uh, What's the catalyst? Stop for I, a second. What's the catalyst to drive it higher now? You I have, have no the idea. whole good report in there. You have, you know, you have the whole run up. You've got, oh yeah, well, we've got, you know, the Amazon, you know, competing prime, whatever they call it, you know, and maybe they're going to announce that again and get another lift from that. But what's the catalyst to drive this story? Maybe a uh, holiday season in a few months. Yeah, in a few months. Yeah, in, in a, a few, few months. In a few months, yeah. There's no catalyst to just take this back up to 144 today, in my opinion. Maybe I another think, pandemic? I think the stock goes lower than where it is right now, 134.7. It's just my thoughts. I think it actually could go down to the 130 area. I don't Maybe know, not today, no. but the next couple of days, I think people are caught in this. They just chased it. They've chased a good earnings report. So 4 million shares, probably 2 million of them, maybe 3 million of them have bought it above the close. 135.60, all those people are like, Oh, you know, and people who bought yesterday that are oh. who people who bought calls and they're like, well, Walmart's going to kill it. And it's down today and they're scratching their head. How can it be down? Crowded trades 101. That's why it's down. Well, also, maybe, well, maybe Joel's right. If we, if, if we, God forbid, have to go back into lockdown, everyone's going back online and online shopping. And but that isn't happening today. That yeah. isn't happening tomorrow. I'm saying, what's a catalyst to just take us back up to 140 today? Yeah, everybody changes make, their uh, mind. Can I just make one comment here before we bring in uh, Kenny? Uh, Amazon had that, that just amazing report, right? They, did they beat like by $9 or something? And it, it, it didn't even go back up to its all-time high. How, you know, how is Amazon, how could it not go back? Did it make all-time high? When were earnings on this? But I just, it had the most incredible. No, they never, it never touched it. It never went never through the CC. CC on the show said 3,200 bucks and he was right. That's right where it went to. Yeah. And it was a good pop, but it still can't get through that area. And it's it through it a little bit here this morning. The only thing going for Amazon, which couldn't start to move is that potential for, you know, people think, Oh, it's $3,000 stock could split. And we've had the Apple run on the split, yeah, the Tesla run on point. the split. So people, that's why NVIDIA is running. Don't kid yourself. And it's why NVIDIA is blasted off. 
people are people are you know potentially thinking that it could split. So you have this whole split trade going on. That's why you're seeing CMG, CMG, Chipotle made new all-time highs yesterday, breaking out. Why does that keep going? Twelve hundred dollars stock. People are thinking it might split. Well, didn't, so you have that might split trade on these high price stocks. Yeah, didn't didn't Kramer suggest? Yeah, he did. Oh yeah, he's pumping the tires on all those things. He's right. They right. could split. It doesn't make any sense. Like you break, like he says, you break the pencil in half. You go, I don't have two pencils. You still have one pencil, just broken in half. Come on, Kenny. But the market doesn't care about here. that. All right, we're bringing Kenny on. Kenny Glick. The warlock is ready to rock. Hit the bid.com. Kenny, good morning. We're fired up. You guys, he what's up? You're talking about splits that they're not making the company more valuable. If you split the pencil in half, now you've got two pencils. Now you've got <laughs> much more good stuff going on. Listen, the whole premise when I was on your show years ago about Tesla going to 1000 was that eventually they're going to split it, make it cheaper so people could afford it, and it's going to run the stock. So now this is – there's no – not is this comparable to 1999? This is 1999. But I'm going to say the key phrase that we heard so much – this time it's different, but you got to say something. This time is a little different. You have a government printing money, sending it to your home and saying, wait, you want to buy food with this? Wait, you still got to buy Tesla first and some QQQ. Then you can <laughs> buy food and pay your rent. That's what's going on. Cause you didn't read the fine print to the, on the check. It said you had to buy Tesla and the Qs and pick any other tech stock, but uh, it's incredible. What's going on boys? The party. The party continues. Tesla's up another 70. I mean, you're thinking 1907. Why isn't it going to 2000? I mean, it's went this far. I mean, why isn't it going to 2000? Right. This I, is I the... can't think of a reason why it doesn't. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was hoping that they would save some of this run until after the split. But uh, you're right about Amazon. They're going to announce a split. You're right about all this stock. At least that's what's going to save the market because people are going to pile in when these get cheaper, not exit them when they have more shares the idea is like all right so now i've got 400 shares of tesla instead of 100 i'm going to sell the other 300 that's some people's mindset but i don't look at it that way especially in a bull market so it's it's a it's a it's a free-for-all and if your stock's not up two three hundred percent maybe even a thousand overstock has opened my eyes now if i'm ever in a winning trade and i'm not a big swing trader or an investor right now but if i'm ever in a swing in a, in a trade that's going my way i'm not going to sell at least it's up a thousand percent and that's what <laughs> grow dog's all about this grwg unbelievable i'm in i'm in i'm in this thing at five i get my 750 i'm a seller i get to 10 bucks i'm like look at me 10 bucks this is awesome and it goes to 20 three days later come on come on it's and then you get rocket mortgage which is the biggest piece of turd that's ever come out onto this market. Oh, okay. Somebody, somebody wants to fight me about why I hate the stock so much. How, no how can stock you hit, how can should you come out and go down in this, this market. The stock's been two weeks old. How can you hate a stock uh, in two uh, weeks old? You know what? I, I'm kind of scared on this one too. And I bought it and I sold it. I did oh. sell my rocket. I sold it after the earnings because I was like, if they're not going to rally it on that good earnings report, I don't want it. So I cut the exactly. loss and I moved on. Uh, and you're right, Kenny, like if it's not performing when the market's going straight up, what's going to drive it? And exactly. it's hanging out here. And you have Kramer. It's up here this morning because Kramer pumped the tires and said, Rocket's too cheap. You got to buy Rocket here. And it was 1904 and it was 1970, 10 seconds after Kramer said that because they have all the Kramer bots that buy it up. And that's why it's trading up here 50 cents again. If it doesn't hold the gains today after Kramer pumped the tires big time on the stock last night on Mad Money, Major concerns. So I actually have sold my rocket because I don't like the way it's performing. I might be wrong. Maybe it's going to start right. hot again and maybe I'll get back in. But it's not 
acting the way I want a, a momentum stock to act. Exactly. So why not just wait? I bought, I bought SelectQuote. The stock did nothing. So I had to bail out of it. If it ever starts to rally, I'll get back in. Just like Rocket Mortgage, if this thing breaks seventeen fifty, it's going to fifteen, then it's going to ten, and then no one's going to even talk about this thing. It'll be a three dollar stock, too. and nobody will care. But one day, if it does break out and get over that twenty five, twenty seven, momentum will kick in, and it'll probably go to fifty, like the rest of these stocks. But why bother with any stock that's not ripping like Tesla? I know there's only one Tesla, and there's only one QQQ, and a few handful of stocks are out of control. But if you're not at least enjoying a rally. The way I've been looking at this thing is just like, just like 1999. If your stock doesn't go up at least once every three days, you've got a terrible stock, yep. especially in yep. this market. So yep. if you have a stock that sells off on an earnings report and goes negative, that's the warning sign beyond the warning signs. You've got to dump it. It's yep. awful. And yep. if it becomes back, buy it again. But right now, there's 10,000 other opportunities out there. This momentum, this Robinhood trade just keeps moving. This retail trade keeps moving around and it's going to chase performance. And you're exactly right, Kenny. Um, you know, when you start to see and you're in your stock and it's not going up and everything else is going up and you're like, well, my stock is going to play catch up. The right. catch up trade hardly works. It's usually that your market, your stock's going to lead the charge when the market turns on the downside. Exactly right. If you're yeah. bucking the trend and that's not a good buck, not in this you market. suck. How about that for a rhyme? <laughs> about uh why don't we pick up this to get keep this rant going how about old tech garbage one? it's been so bad intel cisco wdc micro the, did, the party continues to the downside for these stocks they have but, not been good by the way i, I mean, sold my grow dog just now 1771 <laughs> have you just said you weren't gonna sell <laughs> Well, I mean, it's rolling over. I had to get out a little bit, but I love the Walmart type trades. I like a gap up that fails and starts to roll over. That's an easy day trade for me. So how are you playing Walmart? Uh, it was just a short, you know, once it or, broke under the VWAP, you know, and then it tried to get back above it 137 and change. It yeah. rolled over. I shorted 137, you know, caught a little bit of that action on the way down. But, uh, you know, Grow Dog, as much as I love this stock over the last couple of days, just sold it because it's fading away on this on this. Gap. You know why I think you should sell it too? Is it was pumped on Kramer last night. Oh it was no! Pumped on Mad Money. Oh, okay. It was featured right. on Mad Money. That's, That's why it's trading up eight percent. So okay. So here's the trade. Gets announced that it's going to be on Mad Money. The stock's at fourteen. It runs to sixteen because it's going to be on Mad Money. Then right. it runs another two bucks because it's on Mad Money. I mean, that's the sign. That's the sign. Usually, when the top happens, is when oh, yeah. they start getting featured on major media. That's when everybody is already and knows about it now, and they're coming in and buying it. And that's why something like Road could it continue? It could, but how does it get better than that? It was the I same know. story with um, uh, with Fleur. You know, we were trading that for a while, and we were in that. And I actually still have a little bit of shares in the long term portfolio, which I wish I didn't have. But I mean, it it, it ran from like thirty eight to forty eight. And then it got featured on Fast Money, and it's been straight down ever since. So, I mean, when these stocks start getting in major media coverage, everybody all, all of a sudden, ever the masses are now in. And that's usually when the trade gets crowded and goes the other way. So I'd be nervous just in grow generation because it was featured on Mad Money last night. Yeah, plus the fact that it is a, was a $5 stock. Just yeah, it's run so far. And now you get this perfect setup where featured on Mad Money, that's a topping event right there. But you hear, you want to see, we're, we're still in the, 
in the heat of irrational exuberance, right? When you have a stock like Kodak, which was obviously oh a government intervention short squeeze that needs to be investigated by the SEC. There needs to be a real investigation. They are. If we were in- Not in the Kodak, into the government. If everybody, if we were in a bear market right now, we'd still be talking about this Kodak move. But because we're in a market that never goes down and everybody's making money, nobody cares. Yeah. No one's going to investigate Kodak. Bear market, whole different ball game. There'd be class action suits. I mean, there are going to be class action suits, but they would be more of a, 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 a stink about what just transpired in that Kodak stock. Because three, three months from now, they're going to reinvent themselves as a new company. They'll probably get into weed. You know, why not grow some weed or do something else? I mean, what a joke. But if you they already report, did it once, Kenny, they were, they came in a they blockchain. They, 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 are, they are investigating. Kodak is being investigated right now. That, that right. One is Government. Why is Martha Stewart the only person ever got in trouble as far as insider trading? They pecked I mean, on Martha. They, they made her a scapegoat. Let's go, yeah. let's go round up some people. I want to see some Charlie Sheen perp walks out of offices with guys <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what needs to have happen. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> you're probably right. Kate. What was that again? What was that? The Charlie Sheen curb walk? Curb walk. Charlie Sheen curb walk. He's getting, when he's getting escorted out of the office at Wall Street. Solid. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, all right, Kenny, is there any, anything else on your radar here that besides GrowGen that you have traded or are trading today? I'm, I'm with the Kool-Aid right now. I got Neo and KNDI. Uh, I oh, like that they, they were both pumped. And now they're trying to get – they're trying to find out. some love over the last, next last couple of days. Candy broke back over 9. I was impressed. So I bought it when it broke 10. If it breaks back under 10, bye-bye. But Neo, I like this stock. You know, yeah. it keeps pulling back. It keeps finding some love. We're only two and a half points off all-time highs. If this thing could get back above that 16, there's no way this thing's not going to go to 20. But, you know, I'm still – Loving the cues, looking for – I'm still looking for a reason this market actually could pull back. I think we're – this was a week where, over in my career, these, these next two weeks, where we had – they try to sneak a sell-off bias. The, the lack of buyers, they always call it. They're, oh, we don't see a lot of selling. There's just not a conviction on the buy side. This is those two weeks that new, normally that happens. So I'm kind of looking for some reason to sell, but – there hasn't been one. The, the UVXY, the VIX keeps tanking. The Qs keep powering it up. You're gapping Tesla up of 80 points, you know, 70 points a day. There's really nowhere else to go. But uh, I, I, the only other stock that I like that, that's been acting nicely is this company that nobody talks about, ADPT. Check it out. Um, I got, How many um, symbols in that? Uh, the old Adaptech symbol, as a matter of fact, ADPT. Adaptive Biotechnologies. Yes. Interesting company. Why this one? Uh, this is a successful friend of mine. It's one of his top holdings. He's got me in at, you know, 20-something uh, bucks. And so far, so good. He's telling me this is the, uh, new, the, new, the new Regeneron. So, so far, so good. I guess 100% return in this market's not, not that bad. great. But, you not know, great. 100 percent return. You're like a performing underperformer. Bullshit. Yeah, I know. What, what, what the hell's going on here? But um, that's one of the you know that stock. I just bought it. You know, I bought a little bit and then it ripped again. I had to buy it back because I don't want to. I want to own some of these stocks before they blast off into the 80s and 100s. But um, what about yeah, gold? What about gold and silver and Bitcoin? 
oh man, I got gold so wrong, but I bought silver. I've been buying, <laughs> I've been buying physical silver. I love coins. So I bought a ton of coins, but gold, I thought gold, I, I don't know why, but I, I just don't like gold. I don't know. I don't know. For me, it was always a hedge. I grew up, you know, knowing about it in the seventies and eighties. It was the, the flight to safety and the market's ripping higher every day. Why would gold go up? And I was wrong. So I'll still stick to my target, 880 an ounce. No one's going to want to own gold. I like silver, but I, I do like silver. Bitcoin? I haven't looked at Bitcoin. I still have money somewhere in Ripple and uh, <laughs> Tron and Bitcoin. I don't Tron. even know which account I have. I think it's Binance. I know. I, I, I know. The, the pa- the I, I know. I got some somewhere, too, and I got to find a password. I do. But um, as far as new stocks, I, I have something that works every day. You know, I've been buying the dip on the Qs. Check this out. You know, I'm a VWAP trader, right? So even on the days where the QQQ is down, there's at least one moment during the day where it breaks VWAP and gets a little squeezy, right? It's basically 207 days in a row now that at one point in the day, you can buy the, the QQQ dip or the rip. There was one day where it just went straight up a couple of Mondays ago, which was ridiculous. I had never seen a move like that in the market. I think it was maybe two or three Mondays ago. We opened up and we just trickled higher for eight straight hours. I I, I had never seen anything like it. Not a pullback, not a blip. And that was the only day where you you couldn't get a good entry on this thing. But if we're never going to go down, buy the stock that never goes down, especially on Fridays. Look what happened on Friday. We're sitting here meandering around. You could have bought those those calls on, on, on the QQQ going into the close for pennies. And they went up. Again, this is, you know, again, this is not investing. We're not, I wouldn't even call it trading. That's just gambling on an idea that consistently works. So the QQQ going into the close on Friday as a bear-ish kind of guy, I'm always expecting, ah, nobody wants to hold stocks over the weekend. We'll sell off into the close. And we just never do. So I just joined the party. I was like, you know what? Let me drink the Kool-Aid. I'll buy some calls as a goof going into the close on the queues, and they rip. And again, if they're near a strike price, 271.50 or 272, and you get to buy these options for a couple of pennies, and they go up 30 or 40 cents, that's 10 times your money in five minutes. So that's been a fun trade. I mean, it, it's just, it really is the Wild West again. It really is 1999. It really is. Well, yeah, but the party didn't stop until 2000. So I guess we can just... Well, the, well the, if, if it's 1997 <laughs> is the problem, Kenny, the party could go on for three years yet. So I, we don't I, really know if we're, we could I be 1997. Agree, it was yeah. pretty good in 1997, too. It just capitulated, upside capitulation in 1999. When right. the NASDAQ went from 4,000 to 5,000 in like a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We also had that one sell-off, and then we tried to rally back, and we failed to break a new top. Then we rolled over. We haven't even got that moment yet. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to derail this market. Um, but so far so good, but the next, the next, we have to have a new fad soon because SPACs is kind of fading away now. So we need the new, we need a new fad. What's going to be, you know, we don't know yet. We don't know. Uh, but when we find out, we'll have you on Kenny Glick hit the is his site. Thanks as always, Kenny. Hey man. Good seeing you guys. Good luck and be, be, be nimble. Thanks, right. Kenny. Thanks, Kenny. All right. A couple uh, more stocks here on our radar, then we'll go to the chat. Uh, Zoom Info, this is down this morning. They announced an offering uh, this morning. The offering is coming from selling shareholders, so it's not coming. So that there's not going to be any dilution here, but it's coming from uh, the Carlisle Group and a few other uh, 
big holders and they're, they're selling uh, uh, 12,000 shares, which is, I'm sorry, I told what I said, 12 million shares, which is about 24% of the float. Okay, let's listen to what Kenny just said. Your stock's not going up 20, 30%, you know, in a market that's, you know, just ripping higher. You're seeing this stock go up 10%, this stock going up 10%. You're looking at your stock and it's not going up. You're in the wrong stock. This Zoom info topped out four days after, if we just go out and look, four days after the IPO at 64 bucks, and it's been straight down ever since. The trend is absolutely not your friend. You're trying to call a bottom on a stock that maybe doesn't want to have a bottom yet. So if it can't go up when everything else is going up, it's probably going to go down when everything starts to start going down. These catch-up trades typically don't work. So you're, you're buying a weakness and you may get lucky and maybe there's a headline that turns it or maybe there's something, but until it gets some momentum going to the upside, why be in it? Why be in Zoom Info? Because it says Zoom, because it's got Zoom in the name and it's got to go up because it's got Zoom in the name. That hasn't worked so well for two months. See, I, I maybe feel like we should clarify our statement of buy the, buy the dip, sell the rip, buy the dip in the stocks that are, that are trending higher. I always say that. Right. Stock is where buy the dip and sell the rip. It's not called buy the garbage. It's called stocks trending higher. I'm buying the dip. Stocks trending lower. I'm selling the rip. And, you know, and then you buy the dip and sell the rip and you can scalp, you know, as the stock's going up too. But I'm not selling, you know, short the rip. I'll sell short stocks that rip higher that are trending down. Trend just are pesky. They continue in this market. What underperforms, the dogs continue to remain dogs for a long time. And the stocks that are just blasting off continue to blast off for a lot longer than we think they can blast off for. So when you get lucky enough or you get you know, smart enough to be you know, in one of those good ones, you, you, you got to take what you can get. I mean, obviously, just coming in here and hoping Zoom Info is going to be the next stock to blast off. There's so much pain above you. There's so many people who have, are down money. That's the easy thing about when you're buying a stock at an all-time high. Everybody's up money. There's no natural sellers. Zoom info, you have everybody that's been consolidating. So now you got an offering. And now you know you have everybody's bought it for the last few days thinking, oh, we're in a consolidation station of 40. And it's, you know, those people are all caught too. And they have everybody from 45 and 50 and 55 and 60. They're all natural sellers. They want to get their money back because people don't like selling at a loss. I haven't forbid you sell at a loss. This isn't the kind of stock that just turns around on a dime because there's too much overhead supply, we call it. It's not the stock that I want to own. There's no reason, unless you know, it's, it's, you know you're, you're, you've got something that you love this company and you've got a fundamental reason and you think 10 years from now it's going to be the company. But as a trade, you're coming in here now hoping it's going to turn. It didn't turn yesterday. It didn't turn the day before. It didn't turn a week ago. It didn't turn a month ago. It's been turning down, 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 down. Why is today going to be different? I can't disagree with you on that one, uh, Triple D. Uh, it took me a while to get the right symbol <laughs> when you mentioned Zoom. He's putting Zoom, ZM. Yeah. Um, thirty-six ninety, folks. Ooh, two bucks away. That's what you have to lean on if you want to try along, and then you have the IPO low. But, uh, of course, the offering price is magnet price, too. So keep an eye on that. All right, let's go to the chat. I want to get to some tickers that are being tossed out. Someone mentioned Dropbox early on in the show, DBX. This is not one that we've talked about recently. Uh, if I hop into Pro, I don't think there's been many. Cat no, you want to know what the news is? And this is just showing you how this is just driven by retail traders now. Yeah. Um, I was like, what is the news on Dropbox? Why is it trading up 4%? And then somebody uh, said, 
some person who's widely followed some swing trader on YouTube posted a video about it um, last night. I'm not sure who it was. And he's got like 50,000 yeah. followers and he posted why you got to buy Dropbox now. And the stock, and that was the reason. That, there was multiple people talking about it. So I'm pretty sure that is the reason because some YouTube video was out there from <laughs> some person that's got a lot of following. And, you know, it's crazy, but retail is just so hungry and they're running around. And, you know, that's why you see a stock pops on fast money and it pops right away. I mean, GRWG, going back to that one, the only reason it was up that much yesterday was because Kramer said it was going to be on. 14.95 was, you know, when he said it in the morning, it ran all day. And then it ran up even more once it was on there. And, and Kramer's, you know, on there and he brings the CEO on. And, you know, they're pumping the tires and the CEO is pumping the tires and everybody's pumping the tires. So, you know, could it continue? Yeah, you, if you're shorting this, it's hard. I mean, but topping events we've said before are often when, you know, their stocks run 100% and then men's up on CNBC. What about so, that NAT? Remember that NAT? That was a top. That was the absolute top. When the, CNB, when the CEO came on CNBC, the stock went to $8. That's the next day. If you go look at your calendar, you can see it. Stock went to $9 the next day because CEO was on there. It was an awesome interview. It was so funny. Um, you know, the guy, like, we're raking it in like this. That's when the top was. The CEO was literally saying, we're raking it in. That's a topping event. Stock's $4 now. So, I mean, you know, not always CEOs are going to be, you know, that. <laughs> They're usually pretty professional. But I'll tell you last night, that Grow Generation CEO was using a lot of buzzwords. There was a lot of like, oh, with this customer, and then he's using all the fun buzzwords. It was really taught. And as he kept talking, the stock kept going higher. A lot of people chased that last night. A lot of people chased well, we that last mention, night. We should mention that they also increased their guidance. So there was like a fundamental catalyst. Not when? So Did they have earnings that day, yesterday? Uh, yeah, they, they had, well, yeah, they had, what were the earnings? They had earnings on Thursday. So they like, like last Thursday. So yeah, Thursday of last week. So that was this catalyst to get the party started. But yesterday was all mad money. I mean, all mad money, a smaller stock, pot stock, hot, you know, retail followed. It's going to be on CNBC. There's no coincidence that it had its biggest, a big move and it's up another two points. Like it was all mad money. Don't kid yourself. They're very influential. People watch that. And when you get, you know, you get like something like Pfizer featured on Mad Money, it's not going to move. It's not sexy. It's not a story. It's got to be sexy. So when you have these sexy stocks end up on CNBC, everybody's like, oh, that's a good story. I got to go buy that right away. That's the, what's happening. And those are the ones that really go when the story is sexy. You know, you don't see, you know, a lot of times they talk about, you know, MasterCard. They talk, you know, they talk lots of different, the banks. You know, how many times they talk about the banks all the time on CNBC. They don't move. Those aren't sex. Nobody's jumping out. I've got to go buy JP Morgan because somebody mentioned on CNBC, but this grow generation, it's a hot story. So that's why you often see these stocks run up into those that they know it's going to be on. And you do see them sometimes top out. I don't know if it's going to top out today. I don't know where it's going to top out, but I would not be buying grow generation because I've seen this story play out before. It could go to 20. It could go to, we don't know. It's on all time highs, but just be careful because once the masses all know about it, Who's your next buyer to pump it up higher? That was a good one. <laughs> uh, I should mention that uh, Grow Generation has been at the at several events in the Cannabis Capital Conference, and we have some investor decks uh, on uh, on on our yeah. site. 
I have no problem with the company. It's just run a long way. The stock's doubled in three days. More than right. doubled. I'm going back to the chat here. Uh, someone dropped in Square. I mentioned this yesterday. Dan Loeb, his hedge fund, took a new stake in Square. They disclosed that uh, yesterday morning. Wow. Sexy story, hot as hell. I know I sold it wrong, but I've been trading it whenever I can to the long side. Bias to the long side. It starts breaking over 160. You start thinking this could eventually go to 200. I mean, it could. I'm not saying it's going to. And that, remember, everything can turn on a dime. And you've got to be careful when you're chasing all these tech trades. You know, and somebody's saying, oh, well, how do you know where Tesla's going? Well, you don't know. But there's no reason. There's no, I don't see like a, the imminent fear here all of a sudden. It can change. Something can catalyst. If Tesla all of a sudden has a red day, that's when, you know, I'd be concerned if I was riding this trend. I don't want to see this thing go up 100 points and then close red. Those are turning event days. We haven't had one of those for Tesla. Um, Square, it's the same story. I mean, the stock is, went down after it had the big pop-off earnings, consolidated, filled the gap, and now it's starting to go higher again. And actually, I wish we were talking about it yesterday because it was setting up pretty good. And then it had the big move, all the tech stocks running. So I, I, I don't see any reason to be short this. I'll say that much. Stock's been hot. It was up 10 points yesterday. Could it go up another 10? If the queues start going and the market starts going, it'll lead the way. If the market starts to roll over, then, you know, these are stocks that obviously that's going to come up from them faster. I got a, a good number there. for you. Yeah, square. give it to me. 154. The reason is, is that that's not the old time high. That was your old time closing high on August 6th. That day, it stalled the next trading day. It stalled at 53.84. And uh, just yesterday, it stalled at 53.68. So be patient. Wait for another close here above that old time closing high. And, uh, Make another run at 158.43 and beyond. I mean, PayPal is similar. Is PayPal going to run again? You know, similar setup. It ran a little bit yesterday. It's probably got 200 on the brain. It's probably going to charge new highs. PayPal and Square trade together. You put those two charts, they pair up pretty well together. I've traded those two stocks together for years. I see Square earnings, PayPal move off that. PayPal earnings, Ooh. Square move off that. Those are two. It's not Lowe's Home Depot where they're identical, but they do follow each other very closely. PayPal, Square, good pairs trade. Because they're the only ones that do digital payments for now. Uh, all right, Dennis, you're going to like tomorrow's guest. Uh, his name is Lawrence Black. He runs a site called the Index Standard. And uh, he provides ratings on indexes and benchmarks. So, oh, cool. you, you know, for your index ARB, uh, you index ARB traders out there, you're going to like that. He's going to give us uh, some, uh, some insight into why certain indexes behave in certain ways. And we'll talk all about that on tomorrow's show. Uh, for all the tickers we didn't get to in the chat this morning, Joel and I will try to cover more of them at our 340 show. Uh, same location, youtube.com slash TV. Uh, I love seeing those likes. Hit that. Oh, there we go. 125 likes. Hit that. Look, one. I liked it too. Oh, I haven't liked my own show. I just liked it. Thank you. I like, never liked it. I liked it today. Thanks for the likes. Hit that subscribe button as well. We appreciate that. You can always email us and we will respond. I promise. Well, usually. Premarket at Benzinga.com. Uh, Joel is at Spoos on Twitter, S-P-U-S. Dennis is at Triple D Trader. I'm at S-J Israel. Thanks to our guest, Kenny Glick. Please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your Tuesday. Stay safe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.